1: already have, and you could make a few small changes to get yourself on that path to wellness. In my course, I'll show you how to detox each and every room of your house and create a healthy home environment. And welcome to the show, everyone. I'm so glad you're here. We have got such a special guest with us today. He is a board-certified holistic health practitioner a certified nutritional therapist. He is the um, expert in functional lab testing and the holistic lifestyle medicine. He is the founder of Functional Diagnostic Nutrition and the FDN certification course with over 3,000 graduates in over 50 countries. And I think we've got more in the the latest tally here. His mission is to empower as many people about how to get well and stay well naturally so that they can go out and empower others to do exactly the same thing. Dr. Tom, uh, Reed Davis, I am so glad that you're here on the show with us. Thank you for giving us your time.
2: It's my real pleasure. I'm always trying to do some service and uh, appreciate being here. I'm not a physician, but I am uh, pretty educated and experienced in the field.
1: There you go. Well, I apologize. I think maybe I just put doctor in front of there then. So, um, But you've had over thousands and thousands, 10,000 people that you have worked with um, in the field, and now you've really gotten more into the teaching mode. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, that's correct. I was in a clinic for 10 years. My claim to fame was I ran thousands of labs on thousands of people, I was very well mentored by these older alternative type practitioners, but you know, obviously I made my own observations and, and systematized some things, and uh, now I teach that. It's a lot of fun, help a lot of people.
1: Well, and, and your time, you know, obviously we become experts. The more we work with people and the more we routine, we do things over and over again. And we start seeing maybe patterns, maybe things that, that are, oh, this makes sense to us now after thousands of people that you work with. And I know you talk a lot about this trial and error cycle. Um, another thing that you talk about is metabolic chaos and you've developed the dress protocol and I really like to get into all of these topics with you and why it was important for you to um, come up with the the, the um, functional diagnostic nutrition program and and what really was the passion behind that
2: ah uh, thanks so much well I'll try to make it short and sweet you know because it's very logical it just makes so much sense I came uh, out of the environmental law field. I was saving the planet, air, birds, water, trees, bees. I noticed that they're dying, you know, the environment. And I started thinking, well, what's it doing to people? And so in 1999, a long time ago now, I changed jobs. and I went to work in the clinic. It was a wellness center. And I had the run of the place. I really, it's just an opportunity you fall into once in a lifetime. I was going to back to school for the uh, nutrition certificate and the, the clinic owner was letting me work on her patients in between my classes. Now, that's a hard situation to come by, so I really count my uh, blessings there, but um, what I noticed right away was people were caught in that cyclotron there. It absolutely blew my mind, Amy, that people had been to five, six, eight, ten 10 different practitioners already, and they weren't better. So I noticed they were just trying something and trying some of these, trying something, and no one is really helping them that much, and I determined, naive as it sounds right now, that I was going to be the last person they needed to see. And I was a guy, I mean, I'm pretty good at studying things yeah, and figuring things out. That's how I got started. And so I just went to work and I ran thousands of labs on thousands of people. In 10 years, I was really good at two things. One, going out in the public and just talking. I was giving lectures all the time. I was out doing screenings, some health screenings and things, meeting a lot of people, getting them to come in the office and let us do our thing. And I would run the labs because I knew that just giving them nutrition, we had chiropractic and acupuncture, but none of these things had worked. Most people tried everything kind of a thing. And I said, well, you haven't tried this. We, and I was running five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 labs on every person that would, that would spend the money. And, um, I found out, you know, that was kind of overkill, but here's the thing. Um, again, I had some good mentorship, but I started recognizing my own patterns. And I'm just going to lay it out there for you. The secret is that when I started, no matter what their problem was, if it was uh, tiredness, fatigue, they had fibromyalgia a lot back then, bone density problems, hormones out of whack, all these things. If I looked at the hormones, the immune system, digestion, and detoxification, if I ran my labs for that, I just narrowed it down to this. And I worked on those healing opportunities Mm -hmm. So we don't diagnose uh, disease in the wellness business. We look for what needs improvement, what's out of balance, and this kind of thing. And then I noticed if I did hormone immune digestion detoxification, almost everybody just got better. We gave them things to do when they went home. And so that required, what is that at-home program? Well, that's where I came up with the DRESS, D-R-E-S-S. It's Diet, Rest, Exercise, Stress Reduction, and Supplementation. And so D-R-E-S-S, that's the lifestyle, that's the epigenetics, that's the entire holistic grounding program. And it doesn't treat anything specifically, it treats everything in a non-specific manner. So it works on every cell, every tissue, every organ, every system, you just get healthier. So that thing that someone else might have diagnosed, just seems to, to go away. So if you look at the and it became later HIDD, hormone immune digestion, detoxification. And then the EN is, is energy production and nervous system balance. So the autonomic parasympathetic. So now it's HIDDEN, hidden stressors and dysfunctions, mm-hmm. and what I call contributors to metabolic chaos. That is my one diagnosis. It's, it's just metabolic chaos. Um, and then, so we, we investigate using the hidden uh methodology and with those labs and then we apply the general principles of health building d-r-e-s-s and everyone just seems to get better now it became so successful that i started teaching it and i had to put a label on it functional diagnostic nutrition it's functional it's how you're functioning it's not looking for disease it's uh it, we call it diagnostic, not medical diagnosis, but just it's diagnostic in nature. We're getting data, looking at the healing opportunities. And then it's nutrition, but really more like nurturing. It's not just food. It's nurturing everything in your environment and your soul and your spirit and your, your, your mind and, you know, and what have you, not to mention the body and all these things. So, so it's just functional diagnostic in nature and it's uh, nurturing. FDN, we call it. And it's really caught on. Again, I have 3,000 students in 50 countries. So this army of people who are able to help others.
1: Yeah. I, and what a way to impact the world. You know, our numbers are going in the wrong direction. And rather than you going out and trying to help You know thousands and thousands of people if you can get in there and train people how to do exactly what you do you know look at how many people we can impact uh worldwide i love it i love it now one of the the steps that you talked about was supplementation and i think it's important for people to understand because when i first got into this natural lifestyle One of my key things in my mindset was, I'm not getting into this so I can take more pills. I want to get off the pills. Can you talk to us why supplementation is so important?
2: Sure. And, and by the way, I could talk about any one of those elements in the dress, the holistic program, any one of the labs or areas that you wanted to investigate, hormone and so on. Um, but when it comes to the supplements, first of all, I don't have my own brand. I'm not selling anything, any supplements, but I know a lot about them because they've been very, very helpful over the years. Again, they're just part of a program. It's diet, rest, exercise, stress reduction, supplements. So if someone just says, well, what do I take? You know, we'll take a look at the other four things first, then the supplements will really kick in sometimes. And there's four basic reasons we use supplements. The first one is probably just substitution, and they're all S's, so four S's of, of supplementation. One is just to substitute for what's missing in food. Food's very low quality, even even organic food doesn't have that much more minerals and vitamins and phytonutrients and things in it. It's just free of pesticides and herbicides. That's why we eat organic. To, it's to avoid. Um, so you still need to substitute for what's not in food. Another S is, of course, stimulation, like of the immune system or of digestion. Sometimes certain conditions require us to, for a while, we want to do that. Or even if you're just getting on a plane to travel somewhere, especially today, you would want to take something to stimulate your immune system. So we can uh, substitute what's missing. We can stimulate certain systems. We can support organs and other systems in your body like your adrenals you might take some adrenal support uh, and liver support and there's uh, glucose support and there's you know again immune support these kind of things so there's uh, substitution stimulation support and of course um i don't think we could leave out self-treatment so there's a lot of people who are actually they, they let 's say they find out they have a yeast overgrowth or biofilm or, or parasites or something like that you can self treat that now if we find that on some of our lab work, I always refer a person to their physician say, "Hey, you might want to go get this checked out. You probably should, and matter of fact, in our uh, written agreements with our clients on our, or terms of service agreements. It says you'll you'll refer before you make any major changes. You'll check with your doctor, but people, you know, they know that they can do this. There's been like anti um, anti parasites uh, substitutes around for thousands of years, and they're very effective. So you can um, support, you can stimulate, you can substitute what's missing in food, and you can self treat. And that's just four reasons to take supplements and. Someone asked me once, do I have to take the rest of my life? Not all of them, but for as long as you want to be healthy, you may want to uh, use this to balance and mitigate against the environment, you know, that we know is so toxic and things like that.
1: Absolutely. And I love that explanation of, well, you don't have to take them forever just as long as you want to be healthy, you know, which is because... You know, we're bombarded day after day, even when we are making the appropriate decisions, you know, we're still being bombarded. And so it's, it's helpful, you know, to support that detoxification process in our body so it can do its function. And then, you know, also, I love how you talk about our food is just not what it needs to be. And, you know, so that is a key area. Um, Stress management. I love that you incorporate this in and I think even in today's world it is so so important. Um, I was reading statistics for a, a thing I'm doing tomorrow and worldwide it's like 18 and a half percent of our society is anxious and have stress in their lives and I think the number might even be higher than that.
2: Well you know it's funny you brought that up because in 2001 in a natural a health journal that I was reading at the time. I, read, I will never forget the article. Matter of fact, in my lessons, I quote this article a couple different times because it really got me studying stress. 50% mm-hmm. of all disease, this is in 2001, it said 50% of all diseases caused by stress. And that 70 to 80% of all doctor's visits are caused by stress. So I figured I better know a few things about it. And I really kind of, you know, sorted it out into various... Categories. Me, I'm a big um, organizer. I like to categorize things. I like to come up with those acronyms like the hidden stressors or the dress for health. Like and, um, you know, we, we've got to sort out stress. So I've got it down to where it's mostly mental, emotional, there's spiritual, what we call existential angst from not having any purpose or beliefs in your life. You know, that's actually walk around stressful not knowing who's in charge. <laughs> You know, yeah. so so, and I think that's really important, and and people are nervous because of it, you know, and that leads to disease in some some people. So there's a mental, emotional, spiritual, uh, existential stuff. Um, there's also, of course, built up trauma in the body. This is very stressful. Personally, I'd say that'd be my challenge because I've got such a well used body. I was in sports, football and wrestling, hurt myself. I did uh, surfing and hurt myself, my neck and you know, the same. I've done a lot of motorcycle accidents because I still ride to this day. I have a motorcycle collection and eh, you fall, you know, so especially when you like to go fast. (laughs) So I have a well-used body. So do other people who have had car accidents, even, even childhood traumas can stay with you. So we have all this existential and mental emotional stuff. We have all of this trauma built up from weakness, bad posture, sitting at a desk too long, things like that. And then the, the, maybe a biggie for us as practitioners uh, is the, just the, the external and internal toxins, chemicals, biochemicals, your own exudates, you know, that can just build up in your body. And so there's things to know about your body in order to eliminate that. First, we can certainly test for the parasites, bacteria, funguses, viruses. Those are, those are just stressors. I just categorize those as that's just another form of stress on your body along with the the physical and the mental emotional and so we sort it out that way it's very logical food sensitivities is another big one people are just you you wouldn't believe the miracles people who've um started to lose weight and lose they they lose all their skin rashes uh kids with add all of a sudden they're back to normal you'd be amazed at what could happen when you get foods you're sensitive to out of your diet, the sleepiness, the tiredness, the overweight, just, it's unbelievable. Now, so looking forward, we test every single person for food sensitivities and then turning and looking backwards. It didn't help everyone to the same level, but boy, we sure better glad we ran it in that person and that person and that person and that person and that person person. looking backwards. It's just been really incredibly helpful. Looking forwards, we, we run it as routine because you don't know, You know, just how much of a a piece of the puzzle food sensitivity is. So when you talk about stress management and stress reduction, Amy, you've got to talk about the lab work for the for all the bugs and dysbiosis. And we just call that the hidden internal stressors. And then, of course, you know, um, you got the food sensitivities, which are coming in. And then you've got all the other stressors, which you don't need tests. You don't have to spend any money. You can look at your personal care products. You can look at your household cleaning products and you can look for the ingredients that we know are very bad for you.
1: Right. Isn't that Right. right? Oh, (laughs) we know, you know, that is such an important piece of my story. Um, I had so many bizarre things happening to my body as I was going through adulthood. And I was going from doctor to doctor and specialist to specialist and being put on all these different medications. And I was told repeatedly that I had a very high stress life. Um, The career that I was in was very, very high stress. But no one was talking to me about what to do. No one was giving me any solutions. They just kept Mm -hmm. prescribing a medication to me.
2: Yes, I've had that same thing happen. I had a lady in the office who was complaining of being overweight. She was very depressed, actually, because she was overweight. And I said, well, what, what are you doing about it? She goes, there's nothing I can do because I'm on medication for the hives. She got hives i'm on medication for the hives and it makes me fat and when i went to my doctor the other day he said you know i told him i was depressed because i'm fat now you know he said lady you have your choice you can be fat or you know you can have the hives and she said well that's depressing and he says well i can write your prescription for antidepressants Right. It, it's now listen listen amy I, I said to her not to cut you up. i said to her and i'm sorry um, I said, well, why didn't you ever find out why you get the hives? And her head almost snapped off her neck. And what do you mean? I said, well, we could do some tests and see if we could determine what's causing the hives. Right. Oh my God! You know, give me that. You know, and of course, within a couple of weeks, she was off her medication, and she was taking hot showers, and she was working out to the point of perspiration, two things she wasn't able to do in two years, even on the medication. And it changed her whole life. And I have so many stories like that, where just little testing, little common sense, and man, it's just a different world.
1: Oh, I always am talking to my people, you know, we gotta take the hand off the fire, number one, but we got to identify what that fire is for you. And, you know, number two, we got to figure out why. There's always a reason why we have a symptom or an issue going on with the body. Let's not just treat the symptom. Let's figure out why that's happening. So I love that. I always like to say for myself with stress, and, you know, we're still talking about that, that stress that, um, you know, when I'm trying to control people, places and things, (laughs) my stress level is through the roof, you know, and I -hmm. I have to be reminded of who really is in charge because it certainly is not me, um, you know, for that. So I love that it incorporates stress.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So again, a lot of it just people come with, with all kinds of problems and at all various stages. I say, look, you need to understand there's a path It might be a little narrower than you want to follow. And so we provide a narrow path for some, you know, for some time. But I like people to look at it more as a stairway with a lot of steps. And I don't know anyone at the top of the steps. I don't know any perfect people, you know. So, you know, everyone's got some steps yet to go. And we, we follow the, the leaders, and, and, you know, I have my own mentors still and things, but I also have been able to help a lot of people up who have a lot maybe more steps to go than I do. And so just look at it as a – it's a path. It's kind of an upward uh, path, you know, and, and there's effort. That means you have to put your best foot forward. and But you there's people to lead. There's people to, to follow, and um, everyone can do it. You you just have to start off every day with the right point of view, and you're going to be okay.
1: Did you know that many of us have symptoms of toxin overload in our bodies, but we don't even know it? Signs of a toxic overload could be headaches, fatigue, insomnia, skin issues like acne and psoriasis, and hormonal imbalances, and the list just keeps on going. But the problem I had, and I'm sure many of you have had, is how can you know how well you're managing your toxic risk? That's why I've put together a free toxic risk assessment that will help you discover what products might be contributing to your toxic symptoms and what small changes you can make to detox and cleanse your health. After you take the assessment, you're going to get my free toxic free home shopping guide. This is the easy button for finding the right products to shop for. These are the products I've been using in my home and the products I give my stamp of approval on. Take your free assessment now at amycarlson.com to get on the path of detoxing and cleansing your health. I love that. Uh, And people, you know, I think need to realize too that we, you know, we didn't get to ill health overnight. And, you know, and, and like you said, I love that stair-step analogy because it's effort and it's, and it's a, it's a journey. It's not just, you know, an end point and we're going to be done with it. Um, That's, I love that. Yeah. So we've, we've talked about stress. We've talked about um, supplementation. So then we've got exercise. I guess I'm going backwards. I'm doing. It's okay. (laughs)
2: Yeah, great. (laughs) It's novel. I like it. Well, with exercise, you know, you can't be healthy if you don't move your body. Even just in terms – I know that you, you like to talk about detoxification and that kind of a thing, Amy, and it's you can't detoxify your body if you're not moving it. Now, you have five basic detoxification organs. You have your colon. You have your liver. You have your kidneys. You have your lungs. You have your lymph. Let's throw in the skin. That's a big uh, – uh, detoxification now you know if you if you uh, work out an exercise to the point of perspiration you're going to cleanse your skin you're going to get rid of a lot of toxins through sweat um you can even enhance that with some with some sauna baths and these kind of things um also when you move your body you exercise the lymph System, The lymph is a way of uh, detoxifying the bloodstream and muscles and all kinds of areas in the body. A lot of things get dumped into the lymph system. You've all had swollen lymph nodes, you know, in your neck or groin or whatever it might be. So that's catching poison and, and toxins and things. That system doesn't have a heartbeat of its own. It doesn't have a circulatory system. It has to be moved. You have to move your body to get lymph to flow through the lymph system, and it's really incredibly important. Obviously, then you're going to be breathing. Breathing. you're going to be cleaning out you know uh, toxic gas gases come out in your breath and other um, elements come out in the breath and uh, so on and so on so you you know they say sitting is the new smoking <laughs> people
1: mm-hmm. are
2: smoking a lot less but they're still sitting around an awful lot and that's like the new smoking i've heard it described that way
0: ah, but
2: um, I love you know man. i became a personal trainer so i would know how to not hurt myself when i exercise uh but it still happens i I stick with the with with the pilates yoga things like that and, and i do some running and a lot of trail hiking
1: nice nice i love hiking love love hiking kayaking paddle boarding biking. I was a runner for years and I've broken both feet and it seems like that's just not in the cards for me anymore. (laughs) So we just do what we can. Uh, And women, especially, I think when we get to 40 plus, you know, we need to do things that are weight bearing so that we're, you know, helping our bones, we're helping, um, you know, our metabolism, we just need to be working with weights for our, our body, especially as women. I suppose it's, it's just importantness for men too.
2: Yeah, I don't know who it's not important for. I mean, you know, and it's actually supposed to be fun. Um, nowadays, you know, <laughs> it's sometimes... supposed to be. <laughs> Well, there's different types. Now, my son took me. I still surf, but now we do it behind a, a, a boat. There's actually wake surfing. And if you want to have some fun, get behind a boat and do some wake surfing. Uh, you, you have to learn to get up. But once, once you get up with the rope, you know, then you're just surfing on this, on this wake, special boats. My son has this big, fancy thing. And it's just the most fun. Oh my goodness. And that's exercise. You know, you're outside, you're in the, yeah, it's amazing.
1: We've seen this on the lake. We have a lake, uh, in the summertime, we have a lake home. And where, you know, it, they're super close up to the boat w- versus, you know, where we you normally are when you're skiing yeah. or or whatever, you know, boarding or whatever you're doing. And they, they get up and let go of the rope and, and it's the weight that's keeping them, you know, right aligned there. And it's, it's fascinating to watch. Yeah. And I can imagine the workout that that produces yeah. for you. So do you recommend um i mean i mean i know everybody is different and we all come into this in a different fitness level but do you have like a you know hey you should try to get 30 minutes of movement a day you know every day of the week is there some general guideline or do you just individualize that to the the person
2: yeah you know as a counselor i have to say that you've got to modify that for each person you know you've got to realize what's right like you know um for, for me again even just walk. i have such hills here i live out in the country outside of San Diego I'm on a lake too it's a huge lake and we were we were doing all that wakeboarding right I can see the lake from my backyard here it's amazing so um, you can get out and do something at your own level you know not everyone has to do CrossFit which is very intense uh going from one machine to the next and these kind of things it's so you're going to find a level and then the next thing to consider is progressively accelerating you know so you make you have to make it harder and harder or you won't continue to grow stay in shape and i also recommend so the basic things should be strength flexibility and endurance so strength flexibility endurance that's a good place to start with you can do some things to make you stronger resist it's called resistance training that mm-hmm. could come from anything from rubber bands to weights and kettlebells and there's all kinds of machines with pulleys and Uh, things like that, even just uh, some of the stuff you see on TV. It's not bad um, if you can buy it used for a good deal. Um, And then so with the uh, strength, you want to do resistance training. Flexibility, of course. I love Pilates. I have a Pilates trainer come over. I have have my own gym, and I have my own – the big Pilates machine. I bought, bought the deluxe. I've slowly over the years upgraded. Um, and, and now I got that thing and she comes out twice a week, my old, cause I used to live in town. And when I moved out, I'm like, I'm not driving in town. You're going to come to me. So, you so, you know, so I do the flexibility thing there. Um, so strength, flexibility, and endurance. You gotta get on a bicycle. You gotta get, you know, get the lungs and heart pumping. And, and actually, if you just can only run, you don't have any equipment to get, try sprints, try, try sprinting, you know, for about a minute and then rest for a minute and then sprint for a minute and then rest for a minute. You know, think of it as uh, if you're going around a track, you know, those 400-meter tracks that all the high schools have. Think of it. Um uh, average high school athlete can, do, can run full speed around there in about a minute or maybe a little less if they're top-notch. Um, so, you know, you won't, you don't have to maybe do the whole, but sprint for a minute, see how far you can get. Walk for a minute, sprint for a minute, walk for a minute. Do that seven eight nine ten times, no no more than a dozen times or so. And you'll get the best workout of your life. Wow. You will change your physique. You will burn fat while you're asleep. You will stabilize your blood sugar. You will, you'll do an amazing things. If you just learn to, to sprint, you know, it's, um, interval training and these kind of things you've heard about.
1: Yes, I love it. I I used to do that all the time, you know, and we did it on stairs. We did it on hills. We did it on, you know, so not only your flat surfaces, but you learn, you know, it's, it's that thing taking you to the next level. And I like that you incorporate that because if we do the same thing over and over again, we're not challenging the body and we're not getting true exercise because our muscles and body have become accustomed to what it is that we're doing. And we need to, you know, challenge those muscles and, and make sure that we're pushing it forward. Okay, so then we get to our rest. Oh, my <laughs> goodness.
2: Yeah. Well, it's one of my favorite things to do is rest. <laughs>
1: just,
2: <laughs> just, it, that's something that, that is pleasant, you know, like resting. And it, so I didn't say sleep. If you notice, I didn't say sleep first of all it wouldn't have spelled dress, it would just be D R S S S, you know. So or no, or whatever, D S R whatever. You know, so too many it's S's. Good. But so so you do want to get a good night's sleep. You know, there's an old saying, um, early to bed, early to rise, work like hell, and advertise, you know. <laughs> you know, um if you want to be successful. I don't know who said it, but it's it's cool you know, like early to bed. And that way you'll get a lot of, if you get some good hours in before midnight, you know, and then, you know, one o'clock, two o'clock, you may even wake up. A lot of people wake up for this reason or that. But if you already had some good hours of deep sleep, Prior to that, you're going to be a lot healthier. You may be able to get up with more energy. You won't get tired so much during the day. So early to bed, early to rise, it still works. Um, mm-hmm. It it really is just the secret to uh, having a well rested body. And then in the day, you can rest. There, there's things you could do to be at rest. You know, um, sitting and meditating and bringing your um, heart rate down, get your breathing straightened up you know, belly breathing and these kind of things, you can actually rest during the day. So if I have late afternoon interviews or podcasts, and I've been going at it since four in the morning type of a thing, I might just sit and rest. I could even nod off or not, but I kind of uh, get into a little, you know, uh, moment of, of, uh, prayer or just, you know, meditation, you know, kind of, uh, thinking good thoughts, um, Get rid of the negativity. Don't watch TV. These sort of You can get some rest at times. I don't mean just sleep. You can you can rest your body, um, and you can learn to do it better with. And obviously, that would bring up nutrition because you got to be well fed. You and you can't be knocking yourself out with with comfort food all the time. You know, people get really bad habits. They they screw their rest up because they're, um, have fluctuating blood sugar levels that'll fluctuate your hormone levels and you just won't sleep well if you don't eat well. So I think they kind of go hand in hand.
1: Yes. Yes. What do you, what do you say about, um, uh, number one with the, the diet? Cause we're, you know, transitioning into diet. The last, um, piece of the puzzle here is, uh, you know, not having the fluctuations. How does that tie into like intermittent fasting, which is such a huge, um, thing that a lot of people are doing right now? Do you, um, think that that's a good healthy thing or what are your thoughts?
2: Well, it's become very popular and that's because it works for some people, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it may not work for everybody and it would depend on their genetics, you know, what, what I call metabolic typing. And so, um, Uh, there's even a website people go learn a little bit more at mtdiet.com mt for metabolic type mtdiet.com it's a great place to learn and um you know it it really matches your diet up with your genetics and it starts with understanding uh, how much protein fat and carbohydrates each person needs and there are definite protein types And there are definite carb types and there are people on the spectrum in between. And you can dial it in because as Bill Wolcott taught me, he's kind of the ultimate uh, leader in metabolic typing, William Wolcott. He'd be a good guest for you to have, by the way. Um, He knows everything about metabolic typing and uh, what he taught me is to pay attention to uh, your energy level, your satiation, and your sense of well-being after each meal, and so, for instance, if we ate a breakfast that was all sugary cereal, you know that's not going to lead to um, satiation. You're not going to feel satisfied, not for long. You're going to be craving. You're going to be hungry again. You're going to be. You're going to say something was missing from that breakfast, and you'd be right. And so, but there's other th- elements because let's say you are satiated by some meal that doesn't make it right yet. You also have to sense a have a sense of strong energy. Like it produced energy. Why do we eat? To produce energy. Right. Right. To build our bodies. We're made of food. You're made of food. And you're gonna also produce energy. And that's the whole deal with eating. It's really just a it's not as romantic as as you might think. (laughs) It's fueling and and building your body. You know, we get a lot of enjoyment out of it, but um, that's not how you should select food. You know, you should select food by your genetics and how, what, how much protein do I need, fat and carbs, to give me, first of all, satiation, so you're not craving. Um, the energy, of course, and it needs to be solid energy, not nervous energy, tired underneath, or any of that where you need coffee and things. And then the other thing, believe it or not, is a sense of well-being. You should actually be fairly happy. You know, we're born to be happy. We're meant to be happy. And, and if you don't have any joy, a good place to, be, to start with might be how you eat. You know, if you're just eating crap all the time, well, that's what you get. And, and, and all the other things you could be you know, putting down the pipes, too, that aren't good for you. And so, um, th- again, the, the sense of well-being, the satiation is really important. And maybe more than anything else, the energy. Until your next meal. Uh, meal. So you're putting fuel in the tank. You're going to burn it as energy. You have clear thinking, and uh, again, the, the energy and sense of well-being, and and satiated um, till the next meal. Then it's okay to be hungry. I had a client once who called me up after a couple of days of change in his diet, and says, "There's something wrong with my stomach." And I said, "Oh, gee, what was it?" You know, and he goes, "He goes, it just feels empty." <laughs> I said. <laughs> I said, that's called hunger, man. You know, when was the last time you... He goes, yeah, that's what it is. It's hunger. I haven't felt hungry in a long time. I go, well, that's called an appetite. You know, an appetite. So your appetite is returned. Now you're going to start to look for the right foods that are actually going to satisfy your appetite. They're going to satiate you rather than just throw stuff in there to feel full.
1: Now, is this um, mtdiet.com? They can help you figure out what what your protein, fat, carbohydrate is good for your genes. Is that like a place to, I love that because I have in my field, food has been my last stronghold for me. And anybody who listens to me knows that, that I've tried vegan, I've tried dairy-free, you know, gluten-free, restricted carbs, intermittent fasting, and I'm still not feeling like I've gotten to what my true diet is for me and my body. So I love that website
2: that we can yeah. go ahead and check. Yeah, the 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 science behind it, it's very scientific, actually. It has it's been studied for forty years, and uh, it's a questionnaire. It's but it's a long one, and um, you know you want to answer it as accurately as possible, or or leave it blank. But it questions you about your your physiology, your physical characteristics. It questions you about your psychological characteristics and about your response to food. And so it's pretty science. It's not all a, a, just a, a subjective, you know, uh, questions and answers. It's, it's quite scientific. And the science is, has to do with uh, the oxidative rate. So you burn fuel. We call it oxidizing or burning. You burn fuel. Well, what's the right fuel mixture for you? It, and, and this is very interesting how it works. Now, the other aspect is how does it affect your nervous system, your autonomic system you're sympathetic versus parasympathetic if you're already sympathetic dominant you're in fight flight a lot you don't want to eat foods that will push you that way and same with parasympathetic believe it or not and so if you know any couch potatoes they're probably parasympathetic dominant people and they're they're eating wrong too many carbs and they just never feel like getting off the sofa and and so there's there's reasons for these things and it's it's what I we do. I love that.
1: I love that. Well, we got through the dress um, uh, acronym, which I love. And I loved you diving deep into that because I, I think that's so beneficial for people to learn about. Um, you know, we're coming to the end of our time together, but I, you know, okay. there's so much more that we could be addressing. Is there final thoughts or things that you want to make sure that we bring up for our audience now?
2: Yeah, well, you know, believe it or not, um, for me, some of the times when I do interviews, Amy, they ask me, what is the, uh, I'm just going to bring something up on my screen here. Yeah, so make sure. So, you know, what's your secret? If you had one thing to tell people, read. I would say it's how you orientate yourself in the mornings when you do get up. And as much as you might wake up with a lot of stress and anxiety and things bothering you and stuff like that, you must pause You got to put some space between the real you and that other you that's all stressed up and say, you know, thank goodness, you know, I'm here. Count your blessings. Be grateful that you woke up. You you know how many people die a day? It's something like a million people. So that means a million people didn't even wake up, you know, so you can be thankful for that, that you're here. That means you got, you know, some steps to take. You can do some good in the world. And you can start with yourself. Charity begins at home. So, so you know, get up with a point of view that you're thankful and grateful and you'd be amazed what that'll do for you if you do it on a consistent daily basis. And, you know, other things will fall in line. Um, you know, but.
1: I, I, I couldn't agree more. Mindset is so important. You know we can if we don't have a good mindset we can do all the physical work we can do all the changes and modifications but we're still not going to find that true vitality and that true health until we have that mind mindset shift as well thank you for bringing that exactly
2: up. No, no, nothing on the planet was ever accomplished uh without first conceiving of it in your head and that usually those kind of things that you want to accomplish, the good you want to do in the world, they're going to come to you in those moments of being grateful. They're not going to come to you when you're cursing someone out, you know, or, or something that happened. You know, that, you know, there's nothing creative about that. Um, <laughs>
1: How can um, how can our listeners get in touch with you um, if they want to learn more about you and learn about this course that you're offering? Um, give us some yeah. um, contact. It's
2: really easy. It's easy. Matter of fact, we made it so easy for your listeners. We it's F D N slash Carlson for Amy Carlson. So that's easy to remember. So F D N. Mm -hmm. Like Frank David Nancy dot today slash Carlson. That would be the best way. And then also um, it tells us where where you came from so we can be oriented towards. Oh, you heard about us on the on the Amy Carlson show, you know, so we know what you listen to. We know, you know, how you're oriented towards um, coming to visit us.
1: Your health. Yep. I love that. Thank you so much for your time today, Reed. Um, this has really been enlightening. I love your philosophy behind everything. And I just know our listeners have gained some more tools to add to their toolbox today in their journey and their health and wellness. I appreciate it.
2: Well, you just keep up the fantastic work you're doing, Amy. I'm, a, I'm really pleased to be here. And anytime you want me back talk about anything else, I'd be happy to do it.